The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope. Brought to you by Enzymedica with host Terry Aranga and Kristen Selby Gonzalez. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Terry and her guest illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here are your hosts, Terry and Kristen. Hi, everyone. This is Kristen Selby-Gonzalez, and I will be hosting this week's show. Terry will be back next week. I am just super excited to uh, introduce the guest that we have today. He won at the Autism One 2011 um, award show this year as Most Inspirational Doctor. He is Dr. Philip DeNeal. He is an MD, a parent, and he's also the Executive Director for AMAB, which is the American Medical Autism Board and a biomedical practitioner in Ohio. Welcome, Dr. Gamio. And it looks like we're having a little bit of uh, technical difficulties with uh, trying to connect him. So let me explain a little bit about uh, what Dr. Gamio does. Um, and he'll be joining us, it sounds like, in a moment here. I think they're having some technical challenges trying to get him uh, connected. But uh, very exciting. We um, He is... Like I said, the executive director for American Medical Autism Board, and um, not only is you know he a doctor, but he's also a parent of a boy. So this is really, you know, it's a really uh, huge cause for him. It's not something that he does just to do it. He does it because it's very passionate, you know, I for am him. Passionate about it, yes. Oh, very cool. I'm so glad we're able to connect with you, <laughs> um, and uh, very, very excited to have you, Doctor Mio. Thanks for being here. Yes, I, I could hear you, and you were saying all these nice things about me, but you're much <laughs> too kind, because you're, you're also a parent, and you've done so much for the autism community, and, and I'm so glad to be on the show. You said some great things, so <laughs> I, I appreciate the 30-second intro you gave me. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. I knew we were probably having some technical issues here, but I'm glad. Oh, no problem. We've been able to resolve this. We did it, um, and we're here for all the kids and the adults and the parents. That's what's, that's what's fun and what's great about this. It really is. Absolutely. A lot Absolutely. of work, and we, we do it every day. Well, very excited to have you, and congratulations again for winning Most Inspirational Doctor. Well, you're very kind, and, and you obviously were at the award ceremony. I was uh, privileged enough to have you up on stage there and, and you know, uh, got the award, and it was a beautiful glass award. And, and uh, you, <laughs> I think people remember the first thing I said is I'd like to take this beautiful, towering, heavy award and ding the people in the head who did this to our kids. <laughs> because I, I'm sorry, you know, if I sound tough or rough or something. But the real fact of the matter is the kids and the parents, whether the kids are 2 years old or 20, have the hardest job. And no matter whatever the best or the worst day I ever have, and my days are all great because I get the privilege of helping the kids. And when I see my son and his mother 
go through what they go through with the, dealing with autism. Of course, I'm the dad. Um, you know, it, it keeps you going, and you want to do that. And I'm just privileged to have received the award. But the award really is as much for my staff and the people that help our kids and for people like you and everybody out there who I just think, you know, keep us informed. I think that's very important so parents and children and adults with autism can have hope. I think it's the, the important thing. Well, and I think hope, hope is so lost so often because what we're told in the beginning is our children can't do this, they won't do that, and yet hope is the only thing we have left. And so I've heard many parents and doctors and people that have kind of come to, I call it the hope side, right? We've all kind of come over to this other side. Mm-hmm. And we're so seeing, mirac- you know, we're seeing this, these miraculous things happen to our children. I mean, regardless if they're not, quote, unquote, recovering yet, like they're still on that road, but they're looking for the first time. They're talking for the first time. They're doing something that was told that they were never going to be able to do. And so, how, boy, oh, boy, it's so true. And so it's, it makes no sense when, you know, we hear, oh, is there hope? Of course there's hope. There's always hope, you know. So very, very, uh, very much grateful to have doctors like you out there. Because I know you used to do something years ago prior to being a biomedical doctor. Do you want to share that with us? Well, what I was doing, I was a faculty member at uh, the Cleveland Clinic and the University Medical Center. I was also... I'm a medical doctor, so I'm an MD, but there's a DO osteopathic group of doctors that had their own training center. I was the toxicology faculty member for all of those groups, and and, uh, I taught that in emergency medicine. But but then I started doing some pain control and natural anti-inflammatory treatments, and mostly for adults who had been injured. But I started to get... Um, referrals uh, through, I did a, a, a gratis uh, radio program, you know about that, but I did one uh-huh. for the community, and I started getting calls about something that I'd never seen before. Of course, I'd heard about autism, but never seen a case of autism before. I'd been out of medical school, you know, for decades, and I'd never, never seen a case of autism. And I started getting questions in the community about just general health things, and then autism, and about heavy metals, and about all kinds of other things. And I just, you know, it was new to me. And then uh, shortly thereafter, my uh, wife and I had a child who eventually developed autism. And then it really hit home, not because I didn't care before, but it really, from the inside out, uh, just turned my my uh, son's life upside down because he's a regressive case who started out, you know, normally. And, of course, his mother's life got turned upside down and mine too, but also medically, Boy, oh boy, um, after the fact, you know, uh, it showed what a, uh, how, how much we need to make inroads to medical treatment, and that led to my learning about biomedical treatment and starting to do things for my son and other children and adults. And so that's how I got interested in that. And we took some of these natural treatments I was doing for inflammation and for pain and things of that nature and the toxicology background, and by golly, it had a lot to do with the causes and the ongoing medical basis of autism. Autism, of course, is medical, not mental. And so we need to treat it like any other medical illness, just like a broken leg or a stroke or something of that nature. And if somebody's in an ER and they're three years old and they're screaming uh, bloody murder um, and the doctor lifts up the sheet and their leg is broken, oh, all of a sudden they roll out the red carpet, give your child an IV, they do pain medicine, they do x-rays, they get you a specialist, it's all medical treatment, and it should be. I think that's good. And they check you for other injuries, make sure other parts of your body are not affected by something else. And then they, you know, if you did have some injury, they might give you oxygen and all this. 
if your child's screaming and they're in an ER and they have autism and no one understands why they're screaming, all of a sudden they want to give Haldol or Valium or go home or there's some prejudicial you know, response or a medical ignorance. And I'm not trying to t- sound too harsh, but we've all been through it as parents. And medical treatment needs to be espoused. And that's what you, know, you mentioned, the American Medical Autism Board. And obviously we're having a conference to you know, uh, espouse those uh, phenomena at our conference coming up in just a few days. And, and that's to get the word out. After all these years, <laughs> you and I have been trying to help people with <laughs> autism spectrum issues. We still need to get the word out about the fact that autism is treatable with medical avenues where we can help the kids and the adults, you know. Well, I think it's interesting because you brought up the point about, you know, the doctors out there that really need to understand. I know with the, the AMAB, the American Medical Autism Board Conference, mm-hmm. you know, that you're mentioning coming up, is a great, great opportunity for these doctors to be able to really educate themselves and really take it to another level and, you know, try to obtain a specialty in that. And as I think of that, I think, gosh, you know, Jackson, my son, was diagnosed in 04. Mm-hmm. And wow. early in 04, he was having lots of gastrological issues, and I remember going to a very well-known children's hospital. We'd waited on the waiting list for probably a good six to eight weeks and mm-hmm. to see the specialist, what yep. we thought was a specialist, and they told us that, you know, oh, he, he was doing what he was doing. Basically, he wasn't having bowel movements. They said he was holding it because he had autism. Yet, he was oh, having wow. an underlying condition there, and yet, here, imagine parents that, you know, we wait all these weeks to go to the top hospital, mm-hmm. see a top doctor, and not to mean that they aren't doing, like, I don't believe he did it on purpose. I just want to see doctors educate themselves and not put everything into one box, and I think that's what's so great about what your conferences and other conferences do is really trying to have doctors who want to be passionate be able to jump in and learn about it. Well, it's so true, and what a uh, let me, as a physician, apologize to you for uh, for the medical community saying and doing that kind of thing. That's like if you brought your grandmother with a stroke to the ER and they weren't talking all of a sudden, they weren't walking. Are they just holding their words in, or is there a medical reason? Look, yes, there are people out there, and maybe there's some kids with autism. I don't think I've ever seen one that holds their bowel movement because they just want to keep that in. I don't think I've ever seen one, but let's say they're out there, and let's say there are kids and people who maybe do that. Well, there are other causes of a bowel movement not egressing out to the open world and being defecated out, if I can just be blunt about the terminology. And some of those causes are diseases where the bowel movement is not formed properly, where mitochondrial disorders are famous for this. And most of our kids have some component of mitochondrial dysfunction. And if people who are listening... Jen, you're going to listen because I know you, you, know, you put this out there for people to hear in archive and all that. that. If you don't know what mitochondria is, it just means that you're just not getting the energy and the metabolism and all the, the nutrition and the oxygen out of the air for your body to work right. So when your bowels don't work right, you can get extremes of diarrhea, constipation, and then the immune system weighs in on this because it protects you from retained bowel movement material. If that doesn't work right, that's also a cause. Why on earth? What a doctor who's gone through all that medical training and gone through years of residency is supposed to be the one that you go to and you bring your child in your arms there to get help. And they tell you it's, you know, gee, I heard a, a noise outside of our front yard and it's either a gunshot wound, uh, you know, of our next door neighbor or it's just some, you know, tree snapping off of a branch and it's harmless. Why assume it's the harmless thing? It just doesn't make sense. It's not a safe thing for a doctor to do. And it just doesn't help the patients at all. Our kids need help, and that's why... We're going to talk about the gastrointestinal issues in our conference coming up in just a couple of days on Friday the 22nd of July and uh, Saturday the 23rd. Where, 
where is the conference? Because I know we'll go to commercial break here in a little bit, but before yeah. we go, I want to make sure that, you know, they understand where exactly is the conference and where is the website that they can look at to be able to find the information about it. Yeah, well, the website first, uh, you know, uh, ASD boards. So A is in Albert, S is in Sam, D is in David, you know, like autism spectrum. So ASD boards, plural, dot org. We are a nonprofit. So ASD boards, dot org. And then, of course, right before the conference, where, you know, you, the website, you know, you don't, you're not able to sign up anymore after, you know, a period of time. So you can call this number right up until we start the conference, and that is, Two one six nine zero one zero four four one. Again, two one six is the number. Nine zero one zero four four one is the AMAB offices. We're the ones putting on the conference, and that um, leads up to our conference, which starts here in 2011 on Friday and Saturday, July 22nd and 23rd. It's about halfway between Cleveland and Akron, just a hair closer to Akron. Uh, Cleveland. I'm sorry because I'm a Clevelander and I'm thinking of both towns. Because a lot of our speakers, you included, are coming in, you know, through uh, the major airports. We have Cleveland and Akron, and so are some of the people participating. So it's partway between the two towns, and it's very close to both airports. And we have uh, 16 speakers from all over the country. You're one of them, Kristen Selby Gonzalez, talking about the GI tract, enzymes, diet, and these are all combining to discuss things that you just mentioned about that are so important. Uh, my wife's another speaker, the number one speaker at the conference in the past, uh, and uh, on the pragmatics of doing things for the diet, you know, to kind of take off on some of the things you're going to touch on. We have people from all over. We have Mary Toko, who's a fabulous vaccine consumer watchdog, I call her, and she's really very informed about uh, all the issues related to safety and facts from all kinds of organizations around the world, including the World Health Organization, you haven't heard her speak, you'll be very surprised to hear what the World Health Organization has to say about vaccinations. And we've got uh, Dr. Patrick Elliott, who runs a hyperbaric facility in Philadelphia. He's coming in. He has twins on the spectrum, and he's a surgeon, and so he's got a very clear-thinking mind. And, you know, surgeons think real clearly. They're cut right to it, literally and figuratively. He'll talk about not just hyperbaric, but other treatments and just a whole gamut. He does a general talk for us to inform people if you want to get updated and you're savvy and you're experienced about biomedical treatment as a parent, he's going to give you an update. And he's also going to take people who've really never heard of this or need to really kind of review it and bring them up to speed. Uh, I myself am going to speak about the immune system. And it's not all biomedical. Most of it is uh, in our uh, conference. We have the two-day conference for the parents and grandparents, the teachers. But we and do we have a former U.S. Congresswoman, too, and she's going to talk about well, rights and entitlements and grants. It sounds so exciting. And when we come back, let's talk a little bit more and give people information one more time. And when we come back, guys, we will t- pick up with Dr. Demio talking about biomedical options and AMAB. We'll be right back. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. The Autism Hope Alliance is dedicated to the recovery of children and adults from autism. The goal of this nonprofit organization is to ignite hope for families facing the diagnosis through education and funding to promote progress today. Diet modification, biomedical intervention, and educational therapy have been shown to be successful tools on the path to recovery. Through these efforts, we believe hope will replace hopelessness. Recovery for our children is a reality. For more information, go to AutismHopeAlliance.org. 
The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with Great Spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tong has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with your host, Terry Aranga, and Kristen Selby-Gonzalez. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5792. Now back to the program, here are Terry and Kristen. Hi, everyone. This is Kristen Selby-Gonzalez, and we have had the pleasure of speaking with Dr. DeMille. Before we went to break, we were talking about all the very exciting speakers that were going to be in Ohio this next coming weekend. And we were talking as we were going to break, Dr. Camille, you were talking and mentioning um, some of the, I think you were talking about the Congresswoman. Oh, yeah, and and uh, former Congresswoman from the U.S. Congress, Mary Rose Okar, who did the original Title IX uh, modifications when people uh, who were maybe opposing her uh, desire to help represent children. She's a former educator, and she knows that special needs kids and kids in general uh, and adults at the county level even need to have the uh, guaranteed rights because it is their right. It's not, a, it's not some favor anybody's doing for anybody. And others who were unfortunately uh, in the legislature at the time tried to dismantle it, and she did the original modifications preserving Title IX. Title IX, of course, guarantees that our kids get a free public education to the maximum. But the big thing is, this month, and she's also going to talk about this, is the 35th anniversary of IDEA, the Individuals with Developmental uh, Educate, oh. Developmental Disabilities Education Act, which guarantees you maximize at the public school the ability of that child to come to their maximum potential and that the federal funds and the, the state school system does that and that it's not to be discriminated, it's not a favor, they can't just say, no, we don't do that. That would be just like, no, we don't teach math. You know, they, this is federally mandated. And so she's going to talk about rights and grants. In Ohio, we have a voucher program uh, that she and another legislator uh, worked on. In the Ohio legislature, she's really great. And then another non-biomedical set of things, we have um, several very renowned uh, therapists who do everything from craniosacral to RDI to um, various forms of occupational and speech therapy. And they're on a panel, and they'll briefly, briefly introduce themselves. And then parents can ask all kinds of questions. If they have a tough nut case, 
of a child who has mood and behavior issues or something where they need a physical motor planning you know, problem tackled, they can talk about that. And if you're new to all of these techniques, DIR and RDI and you know, ABA and floor time and teach and all this, you know, and implementing schedules and stuff, these people are very, very experienced. I've had some of our kids who were not um, doing anything but laying on their back drinking a bottle of, you know, Dr. Brown's baby bottle, which is a good thing because that's, they got some nourishment, but they're five, six years old, and they wouldn't take any other kind of nourishment any other way. And they took these kids and moved them into an upright position, got them on baby food, then on regular food. These people have tackled some very tough nuts, and they've taken new parents who have, you know, the new diagnosis with the child who's two or three and helped them, and adults. I think this is great for children and adults. And we have some people on the spectrum who are identified on the spectrum who are actually in their 20s, young adults who are attending the conference as people who are in the audience, and they want to come, and so they want to meet these people from around the country. Uh, and as I said, it includes you, Kristen Selby Gonzalez, one of our most popular speakers. So we're looking oh, well, forward I am, to it. Yeah. I'm so honored to be able to go and speak, and I always enjoy your conference. And I just really think this year, I think every year, you, t- um, you know, you it gets better and better. So now one of the things I know parents, as they're listening, you know, a lot of parents still don't know what biomedical means. And especially if you're new. I mean, I'm thinking when Jackson first got diagnosed and I hear the word biomedical, I had absolutely no clue, you know, what that meant and where to turn. What advice can you give parents out there that perhaps are listening that really need some guidance and some direction to know where to go next? Oh, gosh, Kristen, it's so important. Uh, I think there are some wonderful things that, that outside of what you're talking about that some very fine conventionally driven doctors do, pediatricians, specialists, but for the most part, parents will not hear about biomedical treatments in a, in a hopeful light or even hear about them at all. So biomedical, the concept means, and I kind of touched on this in the beginning, autism is medical, not mental. And I gave the example of a stroke. If a person has a stroke and they go to an ER, they are going to get oxygen put on them, a medical treatment. They are going to get an IV started. They are going to get their blood pressure checked. They are going to get their blood sugar, as they should be, and their cholesterol and a CAT scan of the brain to make sure there's nothing wrong and if they can see if the stroke is bleeding or not bleeding and if their heart has clots in it that cause the stroke, they're going to get all those things that they should have because the doctor immediately believes, and so do the nurses and so does our whole society, that there's an internal medical basis for the symptoms of grandma or you or me or whoever has the stroke not talking right, walking funny, not able to swallow and eat the same. Then eventually they'll get put on shots and special diets to control their cholesterol and their blood sugar and all this other stuff. That makes sense to everybody. Somehow that slipped through the cracks of medicine and society when it comes to autism and Asperger's and ADHD and OCD and RAD, all these A's and D's that are all related. It's the medical, not disorder. mental. I'm sorry? I said the alphabet disorder is what yeah, I like to call right. it with all the yeah. ADD, ADHD, PDD, NOS, ASD. I mean, my gosh, that list goes on and on. And the one thing I'd like to point out, too, is the listeners, to listeners at least, is that why, for me, it's so important to have a biomedical doctor on my team. And I really think, as we think about our children, to really just create the best team for our kids or at any age. Um, I'm, sitting, I'm thinking of many situations where I've had a call, um, and basically, I, let's say, I'm, I'm thinking of, for example, I was at a particular children's hospital not that long ago with my son, and I did have to call my biomedical doctor, 
and um, and have him talk to you know to the team there because they weren't understanding um, that Jackson couldn't have fluoride in his water. They weren't understanding that yep. you know uh, certain things that they were using. Um, uh, agents that they were using that weren't going to be okay. Yeah. And I remember the nurses were, like, arguing with me. The doctors were arguing with me. And it was so nice to be able to say, hold on, let me get you my MD specialist who, you know, and hand the phone over. And it really takes the pressure off the parents. So I think that's important for everyone listening. Is It's not just about, you know, how do I help my kiddo right now with figuring out ways, you know, with autism, but it's also – you might, my gosh, I mean, your kid could break their arm and you're in the, you're, you're in the hospital. Your child could, you know, um, something else could happen where they're sick and you need to be able to have your teammate on there ready to go. So, and I think a lot of people don't use that or utilize that to the best of their ability. Well, and I think that the parents should not be put in the middle of that because you're not put in the middle of it if your child has leukemia and they have, uh, leukemia can lead to kidney problems and mineral problems in the body and, you know, in some cases. And so... You can have kidney doctors, nutritionists, and all this. They don't argue with a specialist who deals with leukemia who's a hematologist. They talk to that doctor and make sure everybody's on the same page. And it's not outlandishly wild or threatening for that doctor to make a phone call and say, look, I'm a specialist in this area, you do that, and let's all get together and help this child. Yet the emerging specialty of biomedical autism treatment, which is what the American Medical Autism Board was founded for um, for MDs and DOs who are physicians treating their kids. And there's still only a handful of us out there who want to do this kind of treatment, but many young doctors and other doctors who have experience but want to incorporate this in their practices to help the kids and the adults and the parents are really glad that, you know, we have a specialty uh, board, you know, uh, to do this. And, and, and I think it's going to take years for the mainstream uh, people to recognize it slowly and surely. But definitely the parents should not be in line of fire. For God's sakes, you're asking for help for your child. And, you know, that's my philosophy. I mean, none of us like to be screamed at or foghorned at in the phone, but better it be me as a physician where somebody's being a little tense or something. Listen, we who have autistic kids and they have meltdowns and have the worst day of their life every day when they're not recovering because they're not getting biomedical treatment or having challenges, the parents and the children don't need that kind of grief. I mean, I like I said, I I think it's much harder for the parents and the kids and the adults with autism who struggle with it every day. And even when they're recovering and they do fine and all that, this whole concept, if you, like you say, if you broke your arm and you're recovered and you go to the ER and you don't want them to force a tetanus shot on you because you'll talk to somebody on Monday, which there's no rush, by the way, about a vaccine hardly ever. Right? There's almost no reason to give it urgently without making some calls and so on. And they think that, uh, you know, that's not, uh, it's your right. That's all there is to it. Totally your right in any emergency situation to get everybody involved that you want. That's why all of our patients are able to access us 24-7. And, and uh, you know, we just have the philosophy that we um, really want to dedicate a lot of our uh, efforts, obviously, totally to biomedical treatment for autism. That's why we do it. Well, it's, it's kind of like with my pediatrician when I was pregnant. I interviewed her, right, and I mm-hmm. asked her, when can I get a hold of you? I'm going to be a totally nervous mom. I'm going to probably want to talk to you 24 hours a day, even even if he has a cold. And I remember her saying, Kristen, you can call anytime, day or night. And, you know, there's probably maybe two times in the history of Jackson being a baby that I called. But it was nice knowing that she was there. And the one thing is when you're sitting there, and I, I'm thinking of at that time I was just speaking of, and you're really scared and you're in the hospital, you're, you need to be there as a parent for your child. You don't need to be there as now the doctor, the parent, 
and advocate. And so I really think when people are listening, guys, I know a lot of you don't know all the benefits of having a biomedical doctor on your side. That's one of many. And, you know, some of the questions that I would ask definitely would be, can I get a hold of you 24 hours a day, seven days a week if there's an emergency? So, and I, I know the ones that, like you, Dr. Demio, that are out there, you do. You allow your patients, if there's something that needs to be, you know, talked about, if there's a true emergency, you get paged. Well, and they do, they do page us, uh, you know, and it goes right into my cell phone. And, you know, sometimes I'm in the shower or whatever I'm doing, but we call right back. And, you know, they don't call because they think it can, you know, wait. They call because they need something. And, you know, you're, we're so alone as parents, you know. I mean, you go out into the world, you almost feel like you're sort of in a foreign land. And, you know, I think it's very positive that people are getting more and more aware of autism. The thing about autism spectrum and developmental disabilities is because it starts early in life, you know, most of us kind of are walking along as adults in life and we're planning to, you know, start a family. We're kind of naive about this. I was. I mean, even though I was a physician and I knew about things I thought I did, I really don't. Now I've learned the hard way, and the hard way is for my son and his mom, and, and they've sacrificed a lot. And, and uh, you know, um, it, it, it really uh, shows that, you know, people aren't thinking like they do about, uh, they don't, they're not aware of a cardiologist. They're, they think of, okay, if I ever need one, I'm an adult person, my heart ever has a problem, I'll go to a heart specialist who's a cardiologist. If I ever need an orthopedic surgeon because my back is out of whack and I need spinal surgery or the disc is a problem or I break my arm or my shoulder has rotator cuff, I'll go there. But people don't think that they're going to need a biomedical doctor for regressive autism from toxicity and dietary issues and nutrition. Yeah. And I think those are all great points. And when we come back, let's talk about different options that are out there in the biomedical community and so people know what one to ask their doctor and different treatments that are possibly available. We'll be back in a moment. We'll do it. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On Mind, Brain, and Body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. Are you living your vital life? One that is showcasing you at your full potential? 
There are many issues that stand in the way of most people achieving their full potential. We will discuss these issues and how to overcome them each week on The Vital Life, Awakening Your Full Potential, with host Dr. Carolyn Coker-Ross. Living the vital life often requires that we trust our own intuitive voice and that we view illness or life challenges as calls to action to reconnect with the deeper urges of our spirit or soul. Tune in Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with your host, Terry Aranga and Kristen Selby Gonzalez. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 1-866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here are Terry and Kristen. Hi, everyone. Again, this is Kristen Selby Gonzalez, and I am hosting this week. Um, Terry Aranga will be back next week. Uh, before we continue talking about Dr. Jamil, I want to remind everyone that Dr. Jamil won the Autism One Awards uh, Most Inspirational Doctor here in 2011. If you guys missed any of the presentations there at Autism One or you missed, um, missed Autism One in general, please go to autismone.org and be able to check that out. I know you're able to buy DVDs, and there's lots of just great information on that site. Now, Dr. Jamil, before we went to break, um, we were talking about, you know, just so many great things and um, about biomedical and different ways to talk to a doctor. I know that there are so many treatments out there, and I mean, I'm, I go to all the conferences, and yet I'll hear a new treatment, it seems like, pop up and a protocol's there, and, you know, I'm thinking if I'm a yeah. new parent sitting, sitting in the audience or maybe going online, I would be really confused on what IV chelation is or what hyperbaric oxygen or even B12, you know, injections. I would think, why would I do this? My child's two. Maybe I don't understand. Can you talk about a little bit, one, that it's not one size fits all, and again, why it's so important to work with somebody who's specialized, and two, um, maybe give some definitions of what some of these big words people are hearing about. Yeah, well, you said it best first. One size does not fit all, and I think um, that uh, not everybody has to start with a biomedical doctor. I think some people can try some of these things, particularly the diets with the help of the information people like you and my wife, Joyce DeMio, have put out you know, on the Internet and other people. And Enzymatica is a great company, and they have terrific ways to help people you know, get the most out of the diet with enzymes and other products. And so I think that those, it, some people are comfortable to do that and start some things off, although I don't think anybody should delay you know, what they need, whether they do it on their own or with mentoring parents or not. But if you're confused, not you personally, I know that you're you know, a very experienced parent, but if you get that confused feeling, you know, remember, again, generally our society and our medical system doesn't encourage people to think of autism as a medical problem. You really should go to a specialist who deals with this. And so a biomedical treatment physician, you know, is, is really, or a practitioner that's really experienced with this is the way to go so that you don't have to worry. And some of these things are prescription, the B12 injections, the IV, uh, you know, nutrients, sometimes IV detoxification, such as the forms of chelation. And so if there's a dizzying array of these things, I mean, you may decide what kind of car you want ahead of time, but you do ask the dealer some questions about, you know, air conditioning and this package for this amount of money and how much is this one on the lot over here and this one is a loaner car, so what to, can you give me a discount because 
got this many miles, but the transmission doesn't have any wear because they're all highway. They talk about those ins and outs. And, you know, go to somebody who's an expert on it. And, you know, if that helps you get started more, I think that's, you know, the thing to do. Ten-second story on two cases I had, just had these yesterday. A little five-year-old girl who's absolutely beautiful, beautiful curly blonde hair, blue eyes, picture her. She's been coming to us on and off for a couple years, and the parents are very shy to start, you know, heavy-duty things for her. And I understand that because as soon as they walk out the front door of the biomedical office, all they hear about are all these news reports about how autism is not treatable and that anything else is dangerous and all you got to do is drug your kid. And, you know, I'm just summarizing it that way because that's what we were told when I was, you know, starting out with my 11-year-old son. Well, I said, you know, she's five, she's not speaking. You come back here and we're glad to see you after not seeing you for a year, but we need to really get moving with this beautiful little thing. And let's do all these treatments that we recommended before that we hadn't started. And I'm here to guide you. And they're the ones that need to be in touch with a biomedical doctor every couple weeks, every six weeks, for a while till they're comfortable, okay? And then that's very important. And it's very important to start whether your child's 30 or 3 or somewhere in between. The other young lady that came to see us, very first time, was not an established patient, 12 years old, very out of control, very difficult to handle, um, laughing sometimes, wanting kisses sometimes, but difficult behaviors in public. The school is about to reject her, starting to get self-injurious and aggressive, and maybe it's pre-puberty, maybe it's not. But those are complicated things, and people need help. She's been drugged, you know, with sincere intent, I want to think, by another doctor who's more conventional, and I'm sure that that doctor's concerned because they wouldn't write a prescription. But it just ain't working, and they need something else. You know, you don't give the person with a stroke who's, you know, kind of confused a bunch of Valium to shut them up and put them in a bedroom. You give them oxygen and treat the stroke and give them rehab and give them sugar control and all those other stuff. And that's what we do for our kids. And so to me, if you're having a tough time and these dizzying things are swimming around your head and you're seeing the Internet, get some help from a practitioner. That's what we're here for. I mean, it's very important. Well, and I think that's so helpful for all the listeners that are listening to really be able to correlate that in their own lives. One thing I'm thinking of is what are some signs of it for parents to perhaps look at when they're looking at their child? I mean, I know a lot of us are looking at things, are our children having bowel movements? Do they have red cheeks? Do they um, have behavioral mm-hmm. issues? What are some other ones that are really big red flags that they should be looking at to know that they need to go to a specialist? Yeah, we're going to talk about this at our conference, which is coming up in three days on Friday, the 22nd of July here in 2011, Friday and Saturday. And we've made it real affordable for everybody. You can get in for under $40 a day, uh, which I think is fantastic. And we provide meals the whole time for everybody. It's going to be a lot of fun. And you're going to talk about food, then people are going to be able to eat. You know, I think it's kind of cool. Um, And as always, I hope you bring some enzyme samples from Enzymedica. But I think we are going to show pictures, though, too. We have one little boy whose pictures and the face is blanked out because the family is given permission with a very distended belly who went from doctor to doctor. And he hadn't had a bowel movement in days and days and days, and his bowel movements are built up inside him. That is just so abnormal, and no one should tell you that's normal. And I must say that I happen to have had some disagreements with the doctor here who's a specialist who happens to be not far from here where the conference is. Very nice man who does a lot of good things, but it doesn't seem to work when it comes to autism. He'll say that the patients can have seven bowel movements a day or one bowel movement every seven days, and that's normal. Well, not when your child has pain, not when they have autism and they aren't speaking, not when they don't eat right, and not when you do cultures of the stool and it shows every germ you ever heard of and ten other ones you never learned about in medical school that are so abnormal, including parasites. These are things to look for. And the rashes that you mentioned, let me say this. 
if you have a neurotypical child, child without autism is totally mentally healthy, let's just be blunt about it, and they have rashes or constipation, I think that's a different story, and you don't have to get, you know, um, to uh, intense behavioral and intense medical treatments for that the same way. I think you should do some things, but not as the, the, the stakes aren't as high. When a child has autism, it should be assumed until proven otherwise that those problems are connected with the immune system, the GI tract, the brain chemistry, and that's part of the autism because that's what biomedical means. And when you see something that just isn't right in your child, you do what you always do and take them to a doctor. And it might take going around to a couple people. And the thing to do is to ask other parents. Ask them who to go to. That's the thing to do. I think that's still a very steadfast, one good way to find out, you know, where to go and what to do. Well, and I think that's such a great point to make because these parents have come before us, and it doesn't make sense constantly to reinvent the wheel when the parents are already, you know, they're walking the walk and talking the talk, and they can tell us, you know, their experiences and say, well, gosh, this is what helped or that didn't help or maybe even giving a definition of things. The one thing I would um, encourage families that are listening, though, is, and I get this a lot, they'll look at my son and they'll say, oh, well, he wasn't looking, now he's looking, oh, he wasn't talking, now he's talking, what did you do? That doesn't necessarily mean that just because, you know, I did it with Jackson that that will now work for their child, but, you know, I will be able to at least point them in the direction of look into a diet, look into a biomedical, maybe look into mm-hmm. some other, you know, therapies that are out there that maybe they mm-hmm. just weren't aware of. You know, so. Yeah, that's right. And that's, that's the same as the person with the stroke. You know, not everybody who has a stroke has a CAT scan with hemorrhagic blood on it. And so they, you know, are different than the other person who they give blood thinners to who has a clot. Total difference. And I think talking to people about it and parents. Listen, if you're a new mother in a neighborhood and you just moved into another neighborhood, you're at the park or you're at work or you're doing something, whatever you're doing, spearheading your project, and you say, you know, I'm new in town, and you look at another mother and say, where do you take your kids? Who do you go to, and why do you go there, and do you like that doctor, and what's the reason, do you like their staff members? Listen, um, AMAB is a nonprofit, you know, the ones putting on our conference in three days here in the Cleveland-Akron area uh, on July 22nd and 23rd, Friday and Saturday. The doctors and nurses section for practitioners and scientists and we have some savvy parents who are attending that, too. That's Sunday the 24th. Our staff, we've, I donate my staff to AMAB because AMAB is a nonprofit and really is very new, only three years old. So they love to talk about autism spectrum issues all day to people and tell them about our conference, and they can call 216-901-0441. And, yeah, if you're even thinking about calling a biomedical practitioner, um, you know, those are the people to call, you know, to you just talk to them. You should be able to call a doctor, whether it's a cardiologist or whatever, and ask what kinds of things they might do. They can't give you a 100% answer, but they can give you an idea of the gamut of treatments um, that they can do. And here we do everything, you know, at my offices, you know, and I think really a broad biomedical doctor should do that. We do chelation, we do IV nutrients, we do hyperbaric, we do IVIG, but we also do transdermal outpatient Oral nutrients, we do all the special diets that we give guidance to, certainly enzymes, and Enzymatic is a leader in that, um, and certainly there are wonderful enzymes of many varieties out there. I think Enzymatic is very unique. As I've said before, my son is the only one he doesn't vomit up. <laughs> and oh, so wow. these are the broad treatments. And talk to an you should be able to call. You should be able to call the hardware store and say, well, we're thinking about getting a dehumidifier. What are the different ones? What are the prices? You can't spend all day on the phone. At some point you've got to make a decision, but... 
that can give you information, give you the confidence, and do you like the staff members? And then because my staff happens to volunteer, you know, we volunteer them to the AMAP conference that we're having in three days in Cleveland, Akron, they can tell you all about the topics in the conference. And at asdboards.org, you can see all the speakers on there, and you can see them coming from around the country. They've spoken all over the world, and the parents get to meet and mingle with them because we're providing meals both days, all three days, actually, if you're a scientist and doctor will feed you, too, on the third day for the scientific people. But we're doing breakfast and lunch and a snack, and then uh, Saturday we have a dinner reception. So all you got to do is bring yourself, and we've made it very affordable, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So a lot of these things you can talk about at the conference. That's where I connected with a lot of parents and, and really learned about a lot of things with Biomed. I think it's just really a great thing, and there's a lot of options out there. Just remember, your child and you, as a parent, are the driving force. I'm, I've always believed in that. Don't you know, be apologetic or shy or anything when you call these biomedical offices, whether it's mine or somebody else's. Most people are very courteous and all that, but some people are sort of gun-shy and all this. Call and, 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 and put your foot forward, and your kid is number one, or your adult child with autism. That's what it's all about. You need help, and that's what you're calling for, and people should respect that. Well, I think that the listeners that are listening right now are really hopefully getting a lot out of this because I know I am. When we come back, I want to make sure that uh, they understand a little bit more about where to find you and, um, and answer some of the top questions that we have here. So when we get back, we'll answer, wrap it up, and we'll be back in a moment. listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. Ask Theo Live is talk radio like you've never heard before. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and her co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live Talk Radio. Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. 
The Autism Hope Alliance is dedicated to the recovery of children and adults from autism. The goal of this nonprofit organization is to ignite hope for families facing the diagnosis through education and funding to promote progress today. Diet modification, biomedical intervention, and educational therapy have been shown to be successful tools on the path to recovery. Through these efforts, we believe hope will replace hopelessness. Recovery for our children is a reality. For more information, go to AutismHopeAlliance.org. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with your host, Terry Aranga and Kristen Selby Gonzalez. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 1 866 472 5792. Now back to the program. Here are Terry and Kristen. Hi, everyone. Again, this is Kristen Selby Gonzalez. And as I said, Terry will be back next week. Um, we have just been having a great time talking with Dr. Demio um, all about AMAB, which is the American Medical Autism Board Conference coming up here this weekend, and all different types of cutting-edge you know, therapies that are out there for biomedical, really also what to expect from uh, your doctors that are out there. And uh, just lots of good stuff. So if you missed any part of the show, please um, be able to look at the archives on this, which will probably be up in, oh, my guess is in the next day or so. Now, um, Dr. Neal, before we went to break, we were talking about lots of different things. And, you know, probably a lot of people don't know, you had mentioned that AMAB was new. This is your third conference. Can you want to maybe touch on how it was founded and why it was founded and who founded it? Well, uh, I founded it, and uh, I thought there was definitely a need, and you really touched on it, to to have a certification of specialists in biomedical autism treatment so that you could go to a specialist and, and know that they were certified for treatment for Asperger's and autism and RAD and OCD and PANDAS and ticks and Tourette's from the biomedical standpoint. And we're not uh, purporting to block out or downplay other doctors who may not uh, have that certification or have no interest in it um, uh, or don't do it or whatever uh, and, and that they're bad or you can't go to them. It's just that I think that you, just like if you went to a pediatrician, I gave the example you're new in the neighborhood and you meet another parent and you wonder where they're taking their kids, you would want to know if that pediatrician's board certified and if their staff is good and if they you know, are accessible 24-7 and you expect that of a doctor to be able to do the things that that type of doctor should do. And when it comes to answering your questions about anything from vaccine safety to diets to gastrointestinal problems to something simple like is it normal to be constipated for seven days and what can we do about it, not that those things are easy to treat, but uh, to reverse the speech issues by treating inflammation in the brain and nourishing the GI tract and the liver and what does that all have to do with mitochondrial things and are they familiar and experienced with a number of cases, and have they done it for a while? And I think that's important. So we, uh, you know, I came up with this concept, and and we've, you know, we're new because three years is just enough time to let doctors know, you know, that that's really the concept, and give them time to get more and more experience so they can apply for the certification. And it's like, like I think that that, that it's really for the public to be able to expect that they have somebody who's got training and experience and certification in, in biomedical autism treatment. So we're doing training on day three, uh, which is July 24th, of our conference in a few days coming right up here in the Cleveland-Akron area. And people can call 
901-0441. We've had doctors, nurses, nutritionists, dental students, uh, scientists, uh, researchers from all over the world come to the biomedical um, physician overview course, and it's geared toward MDs and DOs for biomedical treatment. But I just met with people at a major medical center in Ohio, and sometimes they feel that biomedical treatment is controversial, but a part of a whole department, you're going to love this, Kristen, is going to come to the conference. That is awesome. Well, and I love the fact that they say it's controversial, considering that autism in itself is controversial. <laughs> well, sure it is. And then, of course, we really, though, the first two days, Friday the 22nd, Saturday the 23rd of uh, July, just in a couple days here in Independence, Ohio, at the Holiday Inn South at I-77 in Rockside, you can call the AMAB number or go to asdboards.org, call 216-901-0441, either way. And that um, is where we're having all of our meals and lunches and everything. So, you know, you can go to the restaurant or whatever you want to do, but we have it all right there so you don't have to leave. I think the conference, the meals, and the men's and ladies' room is all you need. <laughs> Just come <laughs> with an overnight bag. We have discount for the uh, the hotel rooms. Uh, and there's a shuttle to take the other family members around to everything from the zoo. We have a nice science museum out here so that the parents and grandparents and educators and whoever stays at the facility, if you're from out of town, or if you're local and you want to do an overnight and have a little kind of getaway from it with your spouse or a friend and you're coming with a buddy because you can get discounts and all that, um, that, that's what we're doing. We're gearing the first two days toward parents, grandparents, family members, and also toward educators and therapists and and uh, that's what it's for. It's what it's all about. And we want people to expect their doctors to be uh, versed in this, and we expect ourselves to put on a good conference, and we want to have everybody enjoy it and have a great time. And, and it's a serious topic, but it's, it's great to come together with all of us that really want to share our ideas. And we have high-powered scientific, high-shooting, you know, very, you know, um, really high, you know, kind of scientific kind of talking and we also have a lot of things where parents are sharing their story. Former Mrs. Ohio, Heidi Shear, is going to be there. She's also running now for Mrs. United States, and she's going to tell her story. She's our co-chair. She's opening the conference telling her about Gannon's recovery story, her son with the autism spectrum well, issue. And what I love, you know, before we have to get off here, I mean, I could talk to you for hours. I think we have. I just love, I get so inspired every time I talk to you and the passion that you have. And what, one thing I really love about what AMAB does is, and I think it brings, you know, it really shows that there's not just one thing in the community. Because I know we have Autism One, which many of us love. I love. We have ARI, which course, many yeah. of us love, and I love. And I love AMAB. And I, what I love is that it's not saying that a one-size-fits-all. It's giving options out there. And, you know, you guys speak all around the world. Um, and I know that uh, you guys have just done so much to help the community. Um, before we go, can you give your website, Dr. Neal, if they want to get in touch with you directly? Well, mine is drdemio.com. That's D-R-D-E-M-I-O.com. And that also will link you to the uh, AMAB website so you can learn about the conference. But we do talk about on my website a number of biomedical treatments and some issues about that. And it gives you the phone number of our office. We donate the space for the board, so that can get you to the board for the conference coming up in a couple of days for parents and practitioners, therapists. And it can also um, give you information about biomed and what we do at the office well, to treat the kids. Well, I hope you'll be on again with us. Um, and uh, just thank you so much for everything you do. And for all the listeners out there, remember, progress for one of our kids provides hope for all. Thanks for listening, and Terry will be back next week. Bye, thank everyone. You. 
Enza Medica would like to thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. For more information, go to autismone.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with host Terry Aranga and Kristen Selby Gonzalez. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.